What's up, everybody, and welcome to the podcast, Dog Mom Mentality, where we strive to play with dogs and not emotions. I am your virtual bestie, Caroline, and I have my furry friend here, Layla, and we are going to give you a break from your day to talk about all things dogs and emotional well-being. If you have ever been emotionally affected by your dog, then this is the podcast for you. What's up, everybody? We are back for another episode of the Dog Mom Mentality Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Uh, Layla is chewing on a Kong in the background, and I have my new obsession, 7-Up. It's like the weirdest obsession ever for me, especially because I am not a pop drinker. And I got one in the mail with my HelloFresh as like a promotion, and I drank it. And oh my gosh, I was like, this is so refreshing. This is like the best thing ever. So then now every day since I have drank a little mini seven ounce, eight ounce, seven up and it's been delicious. And all I can think about in my head is the TikTok sound that I've used one time. And it's like, eat a moon pie, drink a seven up, quit murdering people. That sound is like the best ever. It's one of my favorites. Okay, anyways, that little rant is over. Sorry to slap that on y'all like right at the very beginning. But today we have a podcast guest. Her name is Tiffany. I'm so excited to tell you about her. But we are talking about reactive dogs, dog reactivity, dog behavior, and our feelings all around that. And it's one of my favorite topics to talk about with people because that's actually why I started this podcast. So started it to talk about dog reactivity and like bring awareness to owners who own reactive dogs and the challenges that we go through and to celebrate the wins and talk about the emotional side of it because there's a lot of frustration and guilt and all different kinds of things. Like there's a lot of highs and a lot of lows. So it's always one of my favorite things to talk about on the podcast just because one, that's like why I started this podcast initially. And two, I just feel like I always really, really connect with people through these episodes. Today we are talking with And about the crew behind the account Loons and Rugs, which is made up of Luna, a five-year-old Aussie mix, Ruger, a five-month-old Bernice Mountain Dogs and Pyrenees mix, and Tiffany. Luna was Tiffany's first dog who she got back in college, just like me. And like so many other college kids, she knew nothing about how to properly raise and care for a dog like many of us. I feel like this episode is going to resonate with so many people. And because of this, Luna developed severe fear-based reactivity towards dogs, kids, and some adults. Tiffany didn't understand what reactivity was, so this went unaddressed for years, and as you can imagine, got worse and worse. Thanks to the dog Instagram community, Tiffany learned about reactivity and balance training and embarked on a year and a half long journey working through Luna's fears. So much so that Tiffany and her partner Austin recently added a second dog to their family, Ruger. Ruger and Luna were best friends at first sight. It was so cute to talk about their first meeting. And his goofy and calm demeanor has 
has helped Luna accept him and finally give her a companion that Tiffany always wanted to give her. They live in Colorado and spend as much time as they can in the mountains exploring. If you fell in over your head whenever you first started training your dog, this episode will 110% resonate with you. Tiffany was literally so funny talking about some of the experiences she had with Luna, like looking back on them and being like, what was I thinking? And she also told us about some of the moments that Luna and Ruger have humbled her so far as a dog owner. Definitely can relate to all of it myself. It was so much fun to talk with her, and I think you guys will really like this episode too. Before we get into today's episode, we are going to go through some happies and crappies. So I asked you all on Instagram this week, and I wanted to share a couple of them. So this person's crappy was that they feel a little stuck or bored at work, and they haven't really made it through all of that yet, but... They started a new book. They got to see their brother and the sun is shining. So it's a beautiful, beautiful week, beautiful day, beautiful month. I'm really excited for the spring months and it sounds like this person is too. Another person's crappy is that their partner tested positive for COVID. So sending you good luck and good vibes that you don't also catch COVID. But they're happy was they got a compliment on how good their dog sit stay is, which is awesome. That's such a good accomplishment, especially because this person has a herding breed and I know they're just super alert to all sorts of sights and sounds and all kinds of movement. So good for you. My happy is actually let's start with the crappy. So the crappy is probably just a lot of work here in the past few days, but it's for something really, really big and really, really exciting, which is my shirt launch that is coming May 2nd. So five different designs coming out May 2nd. You can find them all on my website, dogmommentality.com. Really excited to share those with you and to get those just out into the world And I'm excited that after they launch and during the pre-sale week that I will be giving myself a little break. (laughs) Um, And so I'm looking forward to having some downtime after that week. But I'm really excited to share all the shirts with you because I know how much you guys are going to resonate with all the messages behind each of the shirts. And I'll be sharing all the different behind the scenes and the story or like message behind each of the shirts on my Instagram the week prior and then the week of the launch. So I guess actually when you're hearing this, it'll be the week right before the launch. So you'll already see some of those t-shirt behind the scenes and messages, but I'm so excited and I hope you are too. That is it for me. We are going to get into today's episode with Tiffany. Okay, today we have Tiffany on. I'm so excited to talk to her. Uh, we got on and like immediately started giggling. So welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. I am so stoked and I'm just really excited that we've been able to like connect on so many things and be able to chat about it together. For sure. For sure. So just give a little brief intro to who you are, who your dogs are, and how you guys are doing as a family. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So my name is Tiffany. Um, I am 
almost 26. Um, and I live out in Colorado with my partner, Austin, and my dogs, Luna and Ruger. Um, Luna is almost, ugh, almost a six-year-old Aussie mix, and Ruger is almost a six-month-old uh, half Bernese, half Pyrenees puppy. Uh, they are the lights of my life, as I'm sure you are familiar with that feeling. And uh, yeah, we deal with reactivity from my girl and raising a puppy to fix all the things that I did in the past. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, we just try to get out and explore as much as possible and work full-time jobs and try to be social and do all the things in between. So hectic life, but we're doing great. We're thriving. Right. Balance <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah. Balance Easy, work. right? Yeah. Balance work and social yeah. life. Yeah. Oh, it's fun and training with the dogs, lots of mm-hmm. different things. And yep. Ruger is six month old and literally the same size as Luna. Bigger. Luna can oh, fully really? stand. Yeah. Today it was funny when they woke up, uh, Luna was able to just like fully walk under him and like not move him at all. No way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's almost, if I like hold him up, he's almost at my head now. Yeah. I like saw a video today and he had jumped up and he was yeah. like really, really tall. <laughs> Holy crap. Like the fact I that Luna can just walk under him. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she's like, Hey, I, he's more out of my way now. So it's fine. But yeah, he's huge. He's massive. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if like that him like being bigger than her will affect anything like with their relationship. Oh yeah. I've definitely, Definitely wondered about that. Uh, and part of the reason, I think, why we wanted to go towards a puppy first mm-hmm. with, like, getting our first other dog was because then she could see it start small. Right. And, like, hopefully the gradual increase in size didn't, like, alarm her. Um, but he seems very aware of, like, I can't do these certain things or she'll be sure to let him know very clearly like Mm -hmm. hey I don't like that anymore so um I haven't noticed a huge difference they're pretty respectful of each other's space which is a blessing but uh once he gets the size of his dad like 120 pounds we'll see (laughs) oh my gosh that's gonna be so freaking funny to see pictures I know right I cannot wait it's gonna be hilarious (laughs) literally like the same weight as you (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Honestly, <laughs> that's why I'm like training is so critical now because he will be able to literally pull me like across oh, town. 110 percent. Yeah, he'll be able to pull a car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Crazy. Okay, so getting back into a little bit of like the reactivity about yeah. uh, Luna. You called her your girl. Reactivity, My girl. With your girl. Yeah. So reading your intro and just like knowing a bit about you and, and everything, it reminds me so much of me because I was also really indifferent about dogs until I got Layla and and until like, I really started training with her and then literally think about them every freaking day now. So, (laughs) and like, we also got Layla in college. So it's just like a lot of parallels. So what were the early days with Luna and her reactivity like? And kind of like, how did that make you feel? Like what thoughts were going through your head every day? Oh man, it was, 
It was tough. I mean, to be honest, I was very reluctant to getting Luna in the first place. Um, and so from the get-go, we started off in a very strange relationship just because mm -hmm. I was like, I'm in college. What am I doing? I have never had a pet in my life, but you know, here we are. Um, and you know, once I was, because I was so indifferent, um, and I didn't do anything correctly, um, you know, we started seeing the signs of reactivity around, uh, I want to say like six ish months. Um, and just cause we never took her anywhere until then. And it was all the classic signs. Like I like look back now, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just could kick myself, you know, leash reactivity, resource guarding, any sites of dogs, she'd freak out. And yes, I brought her to dog parks, like on a regular basis. It wasn't let's go for a walk. It was her only exercise is going to a dog park every couple of days. So, you know, it just like fostered such a awful environment for her to grow up in. And, you know, I have, I feel like as a person, I've done a complete like 180. Uh, and back then I blamed it on her. I was like, my dog is bad. Mm -hmm. I was embarrassed. I was frustrated. I was like, I don't know why you're like this, but I like almost resented her in a way. Oh, just yeah. Because, yeah. I was just like, I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, and I just remember being so embarrassed. I was in a sorority, which is a whole other thing <laughs> on its own. <laughs> um, I just remember going to events and my sisters would bring their dogs. And I was like, why can't you act like that? Which hindsight, probably, I don't want you to act like that either, right. but, but like being able to not, or not being able to, you know, go to events and like bring my cute dog or go do fun things with my dog because she was freaking out. It was just so frustrating. So very isolating and embarrassing. And I just blamed her for everything. Mm -hmm. I totally feel that. And like, I will admit that I resented Layla. Oh, and, like, yeah. I think one of the biggest things for me, too, is that, like, she just had zero respect for me because, like, I, I mean, I did, I put in zero effort and I just was like, why don't you like me? Even though, like, I was putting in zero effort and, like, only there to take cute pictures of her, like, at the beginning. Yeah. And then yeah. I remember being like, why does she like Bobby so much? Like, why will she only listen to him? And, like, uh, that yeah. also, like made me really, really jealous because mm -hmm. I mean, he didn't do anything like, well, okay. He, he did like do things with her, but in my eyes, I was just like, he's not doing like anything that special. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, why does Right. I'm like, why does she like him more? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I totally feel that. Yeah. It, and I, obviously I'm not going to claim to be like a behaviorist now, but just like now I can, I feel like I totally understand like when right. she needs something or like what she wants. And I'm like, how could you be so oblivious to what this girl was meeting at that time? Right. Or like looking back and Layla used to lay down on walks and we would call her lazy Layla. And like, we literally <laughs> just thought that she was like a lazy freaking dog. And like looking back on it now, I'm like, no, like she was like probably shutting down. Like she was no. probably shutting down. <laughs> and, oh no. Um, yeah, we literally used to be like, get off your fucking ass. 
come on walk with us but like she was definitely like the freeze type of reaction like it was definitely that oh my gosh that just like sparked a memory that's like so embarrassing and I like hate myself for it but that reminds me of I I grew up or I I went to college in a beach town Mm -hmm. and we were like oh we'll bring my dog to the beach take cute pictures um and she is very sound sensitive so the sound of the waves was absolutely terrifying for her and she would like do hunch down and like try to like army crawl back to the car and I thought it was hilarious oh yeah I was like oh my god you're such a bee like oh Luna and I like I kept instigating I literally had a video of her freaking out and I thought it was so like oh my gosh look at my dumb dog doing right and now I'm like you are such a bad owner. I know. <laughs> like, uh, the, I was actually looking back on my videos today because I was trying to find a video for a reel. Yeah. And the amount of videos and pictures I have of me letting Layla lay down to stalk a cat is ridiculous. Oh, because, man. you know, like she would like get real still and like watch oh, yeah. it. And then all yeah. of a sudden pounce. And like, I thought that was hilarious. And then now I'm like picking myself because, you know, I had to like train her to have impulse control around cats and squirrels and other dogs and all these like various things. But then like, you know, two years ago, I was laughing my butt off because I mean, I would only like take her out and she would only see a cat. I don't know, maybe like once or twice a week. So like, it really wasn't that big of a deal. And then now I take her on like longer walks every day. I'm like, you have to have impulse. I know. Right. (laughs) Yeah. We just like, we made our bed and now now they're on the light. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously sucks. But yeah. (laughs) Okay. So lots of frustration, lots of embarrassing moments (laughs) on both of our parts. So how did you know it was time to make a change and get serious about Luna's reactivity training? Oh man. You know, I wish I could say it was soon after it happened, but I would be lying if I did. Um, So like I told you, our relationship was shit and I did not feel close to her at all. Um, And while I was in college, I actually went through a really like rough mental health patch. Um, And, you know, she is very in tune with emotions. And that was the first time that I really felt like a connection to her because I just felt so isolated from people um, that she was like the only thing there for me. And I was like, oh, wow, like this dog actually like, I like was like, you actually have value now. Like, and, and you know, it's so fucked to say it like that but that's truly how I looked at I was like oh now you like serve a purpose for me is like you make Mm -hmm. me feel better when I'm like having anxiety um so that's when we got close was um I want to say like two and a half um when she was two and a half but you know so literally two and a half years after getting her was like this first oh yeah connection we we were just like coexisting like I did I just did the bare minimum to like keep her what I thought was fulfilled did Uh, you ever feel like you guys were more like stepsisters like the stepsisters that like lived together (laughs) that like your parents just like put you together because they got married because that's like how I I feel and or how I felt and that's what Bobby used to call me and Layla he was like just stepsisters (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I like would put on that facade of like, this is my dog. I love her so much. But then I was like, I need you to get away from me. Right. Like, when I was yeah. No, I totally feel that. And yeah, it sucks. Like I would two and a half years in is right. is really when I started feeling that connection with her. Um, but I still had no idea like what reactivity was. I thought that training your dog meant they know how to sit, lay down, shake, do fun tricks. So I was like, Luna is good. Like she's mm -hmm. a well-trained dog. So I don't know, maybe she's just aggressive. That's just like what I would tell people. She's just aggressive because I didn't know what reactivity was. Um, so, um, you know, once I graduated and I kind of got out of that, like, I just look at college as like a big stupid bubble. And once I got out of that bubble, and I, you know, was realizing like, this is like becoming like a big problem. Like it mm -hmm. obviously with reactivity, it doesn't slowly get better if you don't do something about it. Right. So it just kept getting out of hand. And um, I moved around a lot, which obviously didn't help, um, you know, in interrupting her environment. But once, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. So, but full transparency. I didn't start doing anything until the pandemic. So literally 2020 mm -hmm. uh, was when I started actively doing things like to try and fix her react or work on her reactivity. Um, just because I was like, I don't know what to do. Um, and I remember finding urban dog leader on Instagram. Oh, no way. Was that like your first? Yes. That was like <laughs> the first trainer and when I heard her talk about Maverick and I was like, oh my gosh, like someone else is experiencing the same thing as me, but she knows what she's doing. So I just like followed everything to a T that she did because I was like, I finally have answers now, you know? <laughs> and I, But yeah, I, I am embarrassed to say it took most of her life so far <laughs> to really actively do something about it I knew there was always a problem but I was like oh she's a pet like I don't have to take her everywhere right you know? but then I was like but now I want to take her somewhere <laughs> and not have to have a panic attack about it so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah not my not my best moment but you know I'm trying to make up for it <laughs> oh for sure and you kind of said like that this is like your second chance with her which I thought was like such a sweet sweet thing yeah. to say yes no I definitely feel like I I don't think I kind of look at it not so much as like her second chance but I feel like I'm making it up to her I feel mm -hmm. like I am I'm like trying to show her like no I really can be the mom right. you deserve and I just like had no idea what I was doing before so yeah I definitely look at it as a second chance but more so for me than for her honestly that makes a lot of sense and like, yeah. I totally feel that because yeah, I think we, we both had like rough starts, but they're not. Yeah, <laughs> like... it's, and you know, I, I definitely, as you know, like uh, my account and my platform, I really try to be transparent. And mm -hmm. I think that I, I try to do be as transparent as possible, but that's definitely been a hard one. A pill for me to swallow is how bad I was like you know we all say oh we got our dogs done right. like we didn't know what we were doing but I was I, it no I did everything wrong and so I've been really trying to accept that that has happened you know mm -hmm. obviously it's super unfortunate but 
you know, I'm trying to make up for it now. And I think that that's the important part and just trying to be transparent. So other people don't feel so like insecure and like, Oh, I messed up. So I can't, I can't go back and like fix it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where are you and Luna at today? Like, where is her reactivity at? Like, how would you describe your relationship and like your like overall mindset about her training? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to take Ruger out of the equation because that's a completely different element. I, I mean, I've said it so many times on my Instagram, but like Luna is like my heart, like soul incarnate, like in real life, like outside of my body. I just like see my, like, I see so much, it sounds dumb, but so much of myself in her. Mm -hmm. And I like our relationship is it like makes me emotional like we are attached at the hip and probably sometimes too much but like she is just so in tune with me I'm so in tune with her like even when we're not together which like this is total baloney but like I still like to think that we're just like super connected but even Austin will be like yeah when you're like away she just like if I'm like oh yeah I'm having kind of an off day if I'm like on a trip she's like Mm -hmm. he's like oh yeah Luna's kind of having an off day too and I'm like you know it's not it's not real but I just feel (laughs) like (laughs) I just feel like we're so in sync now um and through training building that bond like I didn't realize it was like that it was an emotional journey too I was like oh Mm -hmm. I'm just training you to be a good dog but like wow, our relationship did not exist. And now everything uh, like is different with her and with her reactivity, you know, obviously when we're less consistent, it gets, it's, you know, not as great, but when we are consistent, I, you know, she can hike off leash. I'm confident that she can hike off leash. I'm confident we can go to breweries and she'll be fine. And, you know, I take her into the office and, I am pretty like I'm confident that she'll be fine there so like I'm not I'm never gonna say it goes away mm-hmm. she is a reactive dog you know and I don't know enough about reactivity like at this point to be able to say is it ever gonna go away I don't know if right. she'll always be a reactive dog but I've accepted that like that could be a possibility and I'm okay with that because mm-hmm. we've gotten to a point where even if that's the case we are thriving. She is happy. She's get being fulfilled. I feel confident. I don't have anxiety going out in public with her. And that was my goal. I was like, I just want to be able to have a happy life. You, I can fulfill her needs and we can just in, truly enjoy having a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where we're at now. So it's been a complete 180. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I am sure Ooh, yeah. that like, That makes me think a lot because now I feel like that is kind of my goal too, because yeah, I've definitely accepted like dogs have their off days too. Um, and like you said, like, especially if you're having an off day, like Luna will have an off day and and whatnot. But I remember like whenever I first started training Layla, I like told the trainer, I just like want her to listen to me. Like, (laughs) I don't care like if she's able to be off leash. I don't care if she like knows anything else but like if she will just listen to me and like acknowledge me I will be so happy oh my gosh yeah you know that's a good attainable goal I know right (laughs) but yeah I mean I 
I think at the beginning of everything, I set such a like unrealistic goal of like, I just want her to be a normal dog. And mm-hmm. like, now I'm like, what does that even mean? You know, right, like, right. like that is so like subjective. <laughs> like, I just want her to be happy. And I just want me and Austin to be happy. And mm-hmm. I feel like we're at that place. No, I don't think our training journey is ever going to be over. I don't think that we're, there's like an end point. I just think that we're consistently in this place of like success right now. And that's going to, you know, it's a roller coaster. Some days are going to be great. Some days mm-hmm. are going to freaking suck. And it may be a month that sucks. But knowing that that is okay and that's normal and dogs regress and life gets hectic and my schedule gets crazy, but it's going to work out because like the efforts there, we know what works and we can always get back to this place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like such a, like a good mindset to like, always just like have that baseline. Yeah. I think that's yeah, really good. Yeah. Especially because like at the beginning, it is such an emotional roller coaster. Like you'll have really, really great days. And then you'll have days where you <laughs> want to crawl in a hole <laughs> and like yeah. stay for forever and like never yeah. go Oh Um, yeah. Oh yeah. The first like few months of training, or I mean, depending on your dog, like maybe even like the first like year or two of training, like it is an emotional roller coaster. A hundred percent. And I mean, even though I feel like I think that the emotional roller coaster, like the scope changes too, because the emotions that I was feeling at the beginning of Luna's journey were so up and down because of specific, you know, we were just introducing all these balance methods mm-hmm. and like her picking up the concepts. But now my roller, like I still go through an emotional roller coaster because I'm like, you know, these concepts, right. like, you know, the expectation. So why are we having an off day? Like you posted the other day, it's like, you take, you do the same route, like mm-hmm. on your walks. And then like one thing can just throw it off. And it's like, I wasn't having those kind of feelings at the beginning because I'm just like holy shit what am I doing right like I'm trying to train all these crazy concepts there's no way we're gonna ever get to a place where she gets it but now she does so now it's more of like I know you know this and Mm -hmm. it's just an off day or I'm being off or I'm not being clear so I think that it's always gonna be emotional it's just gonna evolve with what you're getting emotional over Right. And it's like perspective too, because like you said, like at the beginning, it's like all these big concepts. It's like, you're confused and overwhelmed. And then (laughs) it's like, anytime they have a reaction, you, it's like really dramatic and nothing seems like like it's ever going to be okay. And then you like, I feel like it goes in phases, but then you'll like get to a spot where you're like, wow, we've had like a lot of great days right here in a row and you'll be yep. on this like high and like I never want this to end and then yep. all of a sudden something happens and it drops and you get down low and then you're yep. like, how do I build this back up and then like now you're at like where you are where it's kind of just like that baseline yep. and then your perspective is like really based on the like smaller little oh, things yeah. that might come up um and that's like where being able to like emotionally like regulate yourself and like your own emotions like comes into play because I feel like that's where I'm at right now it's like the smaller things that I could like really easily get annoyed with and then I have to like take a step back and be like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. put things into perspective about where we used to be (laughs) oh yeah and I definitely 
I mean, I tend to like, my personality is just pretty immediately extreme. Like mm-hmm. I have my, re- my emotions are immediately like a hundred. And then if I give myself like 30 minutes, then I like get down to a reasonable level. Right. But now, you know, when Luna has an off day or like, for an example, like when we're e- like doing feeding, like training while eating mm-hmm. and they're on raw, she gets so frenzied over the raw that like, she just like completely can't compute. Like if I say heal, she'll start just like walking around me in a circle. Yeah. And I'm like, and I get so immediately like, what the fuck are you doing? Obviously I don't say that to her, but I'm just like, Oh, like what, you know, what heal is. But then I'm like, I'm offering a super high reward. This is her meal time. She hasn't eaten all day. Also, when was the last time that I really drilled heel? You know, <laughs> like, have I have I been consistent? What was my day like? Did she have all of her needs fulfilled? No. Oh, that's right. We didn't go on a walk for like three days. She's super high energy. So it's like, I have to like humble myself and remember like, okay, yes, this is frustrating in the moment, but like, it's not her fault. Right. <laughs> you need to make sure you're fulfilling her your, like the things she needs and then we can figure out why is she acting this way so it's definitely like a now I'm like it's the small things that I'm like you know this like for why, sure <laughs> why are you doing this oh my gosh yeah yeah totally 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 feel that yeah. literally relate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> relate too hard <laughs> Okay, so now you have Ruger, the big crazy man. Yeah. Really such a big boy. And so since Luna it, like has the dog reactivity and is pretty sensitive, what was your process like for determining whenever Luna was ready to have a brother? Oh yeah. I mean, for most of, you know, once I learned what reactivity was and I realized how bad Luna's was. I kind of just accepted like we're never gonna have a second dog. Like, mm-hmm. and that and you know I was really sad because I think every dog lover is like I want more dogs, you right. know, ideally. But I was just like I and in that beginning stage, like we said, it was such big concepts and like I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. So I was just like I accept that like we're just probably never gonna have a second dog and and until you know, that time that we'll Mm -hmm. never acknowledge. Um, But then we got to a place of her being, I wouldn't say fully neutral, but being able to like coexist around dogs when we moved to Colorado. And we really, you know, we started the e-collar when we moved to Colorado. Mm -hmm. So we didn't even start using like balance methods until a year ago. Mm -hmm. So these are very new. And so we got to a place of her being able to pass dogs or do an off-leash hike with them and be very neutral and not really play, which I was still kind of like, okay, but that's not like an attainable mindset for your dog to be like in the house 24-7. Then, oh gosh, she's probably seven, eight months now. So not too, so like about eight or nine months ago, my friend here got a Bernadoodle puppy and I'm super hesitant I was like, I need, we need to, I was planned it out. I was like, this is how they're going to meet neutral walk. They're not going to play for like days. Like the, every interaction I had planned out. And she was like, it's okay. Like she did your friend, like really want them to meet. I mean, we hung out like the, her and her boyfriend, we hung out with me and Austin, like every weekend. So okay. 
and we did hikes and we would go over to each other's houses. Luna would go to their house. So it just, it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But she was, and she had seen um, Luna react. So she totally was like, yeah, you tell me whatever like needs to happen and we'll do it. Um, so we ended up introducing them on a hike. Cause I was like, you know, Luna's done off leash hikes with um, some of some girls that I met through the dog community that live here, we've, you know, been able to do off-leash neutral hikes well. So as long as Cato can kind of keep his distance or be on a leash and not get in Luna's face, she'll be muzzled. I was like, this is great. Mm-hmm. And that hike just went so smoothly. I was like, mm, that's weird. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, not that I, I just, I, I had never seen a puppy so calm. So right. he was just like super chill, like, I'm curious about you, but I'm not going to like invade your space too much. And Luna was kind of indifferent, which I was like, great, this is like ideal. Um, and then it just kind of evolved and like they would start kind of getting closer to each other each time they hung out. And then Luna started like showing interest in him, but not in like a, oh shit, like we mm-hmm. got to like intervene. And then I remember they came over for like a movie night and we had our futon. We have a guest room with a futon in it and we took the mattress out and put it on our living room floor and we were all laying on it watching movies and Cato was sitting or laying in between his parents and Luna just like nuzzled in next to him and just like flipped upside down, totally submitting, like showing her belly and everyone was like, don't breathe. (laughs) Like what is happening? And get the time- cameras out and oh yeah, it. oh yeah. We have videos of everything. I was like, this has literally like she's, you know, run around with other dogs kind mm-hmm. of, but I'm like she has never like been this vulnerable and in like and being the one to initiate this. And since then, they have been best. They've been best friends. They've been playing. They rough house, and that's when I kind of was like, huh, because she doesn't like rough play or like the jumping on each other that's like a really big trigger for her and so when I saw that she is initiating that I was like is this a possibility like obviously I didn't see it and was like okay we can get a second dog Mm -hmm. now (laughs) but that was really like the moment that I realized like this might be a possibility for us um and then we did more research and uh, we realized you know Brie probably has a big thing to like in that situation and we realized you know he's half Bernese that's a very laid-back passive calm respectful breed so uh, we were like maybe that has something to do with it maybe it's just luck who knows um so she did great with him she started doing amazing on her off-leash hikes we were able to like do muzzle free off-leash hikes with other reactive dogs where they Mm -hmm. would totally be fine and you know I wish there was like a black and white moment where I was like this is it. But it was just like a gut feeling. Austin and I just one day were like, I think we could handle this. And Mm -hmm. I think that she could be ready. Um, And I didn't, my mindset wasn't like, we, like, this is going to be so easy. Right. Like, Like you knew it was going to be hard. (laughs) Yeah. Trent, I knew we had to proceed with caution, Mm -hmm. but we kind of both had just like a moment where we were like, I think we're ready. Mm-hmm. And I feel like comfortable saying, I think Luna is ready. Um, but obviously that was just like 
such a random feeling. Um, and I wish like, I have, you know, tons of people are like, how did you know? Mm-hmm. I-, I don't know. It was just like, you, you have to trust your gut in those situations. Well, and you would probably like never 100, 110% know, you know what I mean? Like oh, you're never gonna, yeah. you're never going to have that black and white, like yes, yeah. no moment. Yeah, exactly. And like, we were fully prepared. We were like, you know, we feel like Luna is ready, but there is a chance that we're really reading this wrong and this couldn't go poorly. Um, So, you know, we had a plan in place and like accepted that if this went badly, we would have to proceed with X, Y, and Z steps. Mm -hmm. And obviously we didn't want that to happen, but we were like, we accept that this is fully a possibility and we can't blame Luna for it. We were like, we can't get upset. Like we'll be upset, but we can't, let hold that, it against her yeah we can't hold it against her and affect the situation because it would just cause even more stress for her so you know especially with a reactive dog but with any dog I feel like right. even if you don't deal with reactivity just going into it like this could go great mm-hmm. or it could not and we have to be ready either way mm-hmm. you know so, yeah, yeah Layla is not dog reactive like in the way that Luna is um but she like has no boundaries. Like I feel like she's very pushy with other dogs. And so I know that like, if we were to ever get another dog, I don't feel like it Mm -hmm. could, I don't feel like I could adopt an older dog with her right? just because of the way that she is. But then it's like, if I get a puppy, like, I feel like I have to like really set boundaries between them because if I just like kind of let her do it herself, like she will run all over the dog. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. And I totally agree with that. I I've seen so many amazing, beautiful success stories of like adopting an older dog when you already have a dog in the home. And who knows, we might have been able to find that perfect fit, but I just I knew I wasn't ready for that right. hurdle yet. And I was just like, you know, I want to be able to set us up for success. And I just feel like the puppy was the route to take. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe down the road, Austin would kill me. But if we ever got a third dog, <laughs> maybe down the road that she's had this experience with Ruger, we could bring in an older dog and it wouldn't be as triggering for her. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. I was like, there's no way I could bring an adult into the mm-hmm. house because they are in their ways. She's in her ways. It would be too, too much right well yeah yeah, and like with a puppy you just have much more influence over oh yeah everything that happens (laughs) we we we've said he just has an applesauce brain so like (laughs) that's like how we justified when I would get frustrated with him being you know a puppy puppy. I feel like he has an applesauce brain he has an applesauce brain (laughs) but it also comes into play where it's like yeah she fortunately and unfortunately, you know, with her reactivity, it's completely different. Like you said, from Layla's where she's almost like a little standoffish and she's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to make that relationship. So it, that part wasn't like as much of a concern for me. I was just like, oh, I'm going to need to make sure the puppy doesn't get in her mm-hmm. space. So, and I find it so fascinating that reactivity looks so different for so many different people. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like, do you ever, or did you ever like have a moment where you thought like you were going to have to come up or do like one of the contingency plans or like, do you felt, do you feel like it's gone like as well 
as it could go so far. Oh yeah. I mean, I have to knock on wood, honestly, because like from literally the second we brought him home, it's just been the most ideal situation. And obviously, you know, I say that also with her, she has appropriately checked him for Mm -hmm. like, you know, pushing boundaries and they have gotten into like their playing really hard and then they realize like I don't like this anymore so they're like yeah get off me right but like their actual relationship and respectful like and respect for their space and sharing and it's just been literally a dream and I feel so like cliche saying that but bringing him home with that like anticipation of like she could absolutely hate him like, mm-hmm. and this could be like months and months and months of like building a relationship between them. And then from like the get go, where she was like, Oh my God, what is this? Oh my gosh. Yeah. My friends. I was like, Who is this dog? <laughs> and it's so a, it's I don't like a puppy. She has a puppy fetish. Yeah. That's what I'm like, you know, I, there, there's no way this would have happened if I brought home an adult dog. You know, yeah. it would have been like, Who the fuck is in my yard? Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. And, you know, like I said, with Cato, you know, he was a puppy when they met and Mm -hmm. they became best friends. And we just kind of rolled with the Bernie's thing because Austin's always wanted one. But we're like, maybe she just has like an affinity for this breed, too. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's been pretty perfect. And even as he's gotten into his little shit phase of like six months. Right. Even when he pushes her boundaries, he knows what the limit is you know, Mm -hmm. and she knows, like, okay, I can check him now, like, he knows when it's appropriate, he knows what's inappropriate, and it's just been, like, really cool to see them naturally figure out that relationship with, like, not a whole lot of interference from Austin and I, it's been really cool. That's awesome. Do you ever, like, worry that he might, like, have some reactivity, because, like, it seems like you are doing everything just, like, by the book and perfect and like you have a lot of experience with Luna but like you know sometimes that can just come from genetics as well do you ever like get like worried or insecure about that oh 100% and thank you for saying that that's very sweet you know I I try uh and that just means a lot that you said that so well you you're doing amazing with him like the fact that he can just like heal and like I'm pretty sure you do like hands like the hands-free leash and like he'll just like stay in oh, yeah. and look up at you yeah. like it's amazing thank you thank you and yeah uh, we definitely I mean he's half Bernese half Pyrenees mm-hmm. and Pyrenees uh you know are herd guarding dog livestock guarding dogs and I'm gonna be honest I haven't met a whole lot of nice Pyrenees <laughs> so I definitely know that that is a possibility and that's mm-hmm. just kind of like in his breed and you know, I don't want to like claim that I am the most knowledgeable person about like how breed plays into temperament. I understand like a general like basis of that kind of stuff. But yeah, of course I have like slight fears of that, especially like if he does see her react to something, I'm like, oh my gosh, is he picking up on like, Mm -hmm. oh, sister sees a dog and barks. So now I see a dog and bark. And so um, I definitely get that moment sometimes like that like crippling anxiety like I can I feel like a water bottle that's like being filled up and I'm like oh I can feel it I can feel it and then I'm like calm down he's still so young 
Mm-hmm. We try, like we do socializing, we go out in public, you know, he is, he's doing as good as I could have ever asked him to do. So I feel like even though he's a different breed, completely different dog, he's going to present his own challenges. He's right. he needs a different kind of training. Well, sort of like, obviously he's just going to respond to things differently. I feel like we're ready to handle that. And, you know, honestly, if we can't, like, we're going to go to a trainer. Like if, mm-hmm. if it gets to the point, like I was done with Luna and I was like, I don't need a trainer. Right. But like now I'm like, okay, I know how to handle reactivity in Luna. I'm going to try to do my best if that came up with Ruger, but I'm also not going to be an idiot this time. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to reach out to resources before it gets to a point where Luna got, you know, right. But, you know, hopefully it didn't, it doesn't happen, but I am mentally, I have like a little contingency plan in case it yeah. does. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's good to like not be oblivious to it and oh, like yeah. at least like acknowledge that it could happen. Oh um, yeah. Because like, if you resist it and then like, it does happen then it's just it's like so a harder. whole other ballgame. Yeah, it's like so much harder. Like, yeah, you'll get back on that super high, super low, like emotional roller coaster. Exactly, exactly. And that's like with raising a dog with reactivity, and oh, you're like, sure. oh, this is round two. And yeah. I definitely get into my like my cocky modes where I'm like, oh my gosh, look how far Luna's come. I know everything. And then R- Ruger's like, hold my beer. let me show you who's boss no so he's just like a total different personality when I and I realized I'm like everything that works for Luna isn't necessarily going to work 100% for this dog Mm -hmm. and it was like a really humbling moment where I was like oh I'm gonna have to definitely do things differently for you and I don't know everything right (laughs) yeah Luna seems like really sophisticated and like stoic and then Ruger is like the goofiest person you'll ever meet oh my gosh yeah he's like I'm just here for a good time like (laughs) and Luna literally everyone it's so funny when we go on like off leash hikes everyone's like Luna walks like she has a stick up her butt like she's just like (laughs) the most like prim princess not where she's like, oh, I don't want to do this. But she's just like, don't touch me. Don't mm-hmm. come near me. Or like, you know, if it's, if we're out on a group hike and some of the other dogs start like running around or like getting a little excited, she'll start like, she's like, how do, no, we don't play. We're hiking. We're not playing. Like she is so is like, so funny. fun police. Like even if she, like, yeah, she is definitely I like that word. She's very sophisticated. Yes. <laughs> she yes, seems very just, sophisticated. Even yeah, like in her pictures and everything. Like, I just feel like she's just like, I don't know. I don't know how to yes. explain it. Like, she just sophisticated. Is like very serious all <laughs> yes. the time. It's very rare that I, like, I didn't know what it was like to have a goofy dog. Like, all the like <laughs> funny dog things, I was like, who doesn't do any of this? Like, she is so serious. So it's been funny to see. I'm like now I well, you have got the one. opposite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We he's the comedic relief of the house, and now it's kind of cool because like around him, she'll start showing her like more like fun side, which I'm like, oh my gosh, like I it's so cool to see that come out of her. But yes, in 98% of her life, she's just like, mm, no, no, I don't want to do that. No, nope, that's breaking the rules. We do it this way. 
aunt yeah no she's super prim like she'll sit That's in place with really her paws crossed <laughs> yeah she's pretty pretty intense that's really funny okay so switching ideas a little bit switching concepts question yeah, yeah. question topics that's fine <laughs> okay so you you take luna into your office and yeah. you have taken ruger in before i've seen at least once like on your stories um which i think is like a super cool training opportunity for them like i think that's amazing that you're able to do that but how did you manage the routine change after like the pandemic and like working from home and like do you work from the office every day or no, I would say, okay. well, now it's been, it's kind of fluctuated, but I was like a hundred percent remote. And then we kind of went like 80% right. and now we're kind of like 70%. So it's okay. So like, what is the routine of like getting your dogs into a different routine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I found out that the, my office was dog friendly and I was like, bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was like, I don't know how this is going to go, but I am really determined to like make this happen because obviously who doesn't want like to spend every moment with their dog. And so I kind of knew that, like you said, the adjustment of the routine was probably, wasn't going to be like a great. And especially right. because I wouldn't say Luna is human reactive, but like in, as a blanket statement, but she has definitely reacted to people before, mm-hmm. like in certain scenarios and they've all been random. So I don't know if it's a specific, if it's just like based on like a specific person or like that specific mindset she was in at the time. But I was like, you know, there is a chance she could react. So right. I, um, we kind of had the option once things slowed down with the pandemic. Um, People were still in like caution mode. And so everyone was pretty much fully remote, but we had the option, like you could go in if you wanted to. Um, And my team was like, hell no, we're staying home. (laughs) I'm not going to the (laughs) office. So I was like, okay, this might be a good chance to like, and this was before I got Ruger. um, This would be a good chance to like bring her into an empty office or at least an office that had very few people. She can at least get used to the space and you know I'll walk her around she can get used to the smells and just sitting under my desk and Mm -hmm. see how that goes and obviously you know first time in a brand new environment especially like I work for local government so all of our doors are like key Mm -hmm. entries so it's like big loud doors that you have to buzz into she was like what the fuck is happening (laughs) so she was like super on edge for the first day I mean I had to make sure she was wearing her muzzle and had the e-call all the things just because I was like these are my coworkers. so like I am kind of like on a fine line of like I care about my dog but I care about my job you know so I (laughs) um but so we started when things were empty and then um we just kind of tried to be consistent with that. And then my team started slowly coming in and they knew I was like, Hey, heads up. I do not want you guys to be like super affectionate towards her and like get in her space. Um, just kind of ignore her and like, let her get used to you guys. And eventually maybe we can get to that place, but not right now. And they were all like super chill about it. And they're like, yeah, cool. So it was definitely baby steps. And then she was mm-hmm. kind of like, oh my gosh, like people walk behind mom's desk. And she had them, like, I had a little phase where I was like, ooh, maybe this is a bad idea. Cause yeah. her, her place was under my desk and I was facing my computer. So she right. saw behind me. And so when she saw people pass behind me, she'd be like, hey, get away from my mom's desk. Well, and like, if it's oh, like in fuck. a cubicle type thing, yeah, like, yeah. they'll come it was like her den. unexpected. 
yeah yeah so I was like oh no maybe this is like a really bad idea um but uh, I don't know it, it my coworkers were like obviously do what's comfortable but like she seems fine you know she hasn't like mm-hmm. barked at anyone so I just kind of was like okay I'll just keep trying but if it doesn't show improvement I'm not gonna push it because again this is my work I don't want right. to like cross, cross a line but she eventually just kind of got into the rhythm with things and you know we really just focused on positive reinforcement and um you know anyone that approached I was just like, you know, ignore her. Here's treats. If she approaches you, great. If not, great. And so, yeah, she just kind of got acclimated to the environment and to my, the people that worked around me. And she kind of just got into the swing of things. Um, Mm -hmm. Ruger, on the other hand, I'll say he's probably a little too young still. Yeah. Uh, I I took him in uh, last week. I think it was last week. And because and it wasn't for a full day oh my god mm-hmm. he would not last but I had a long meeting with a coworker who loves Luna loves dogs and she's been dying to meet him so I was like okay if this goes terribly she's at least gonna be oh, at least like yeah, yeah. <laughs> she'll get it and be like oh it's okay like whatever so he was good um he just kept whining so much and like He'd be sitting down for a minute and then he'll pop back up and be like, mm-hmm. okay, what's happening now? And I'm just like trying to focus on my meeting. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, it's fine. It's he's a puppy. Yeah. And so I just, it was a lot for him. It was mm-hmm. too much too quickly. And I think like taking it more baby steps rather than being like, you're going to lay here for three hours and be okay. You know, right. Um, walking him through the office and then like introducing time periods in smaller increments rather yeah. than like all at once here you go also it didn't help that some of my coworkers just like came into the office and he was like oh my gosh who is this and so he was like excited but also like nervous so he was like wagging his tail as it was tucked oh and, my like, gosh under his like breath he was like kind of barking but like also inching his nose closer to yeah. them like I want I want you to pet me but I'm nervous so it was just a lot. Um, yeah, but I'm I sure. do. I I do hope that we get to that place with him, um, and I do think we will. It'll just take a lot slower of a process because he's just. I mean, I have to remember I did this with Luna when she was five, and he's mm-hmm. five months right now. So yeah. he's just way younger. I got to be more patient. Oh, for sure. Well, you live and you learn, right? Like it's. Oh yeah. Everything's Everything like a learning opportunity. So. Yeah, <laughs> of course. How often do you bring Luna into the office? I mean, we go in two times a week now and I usually bring her every time unless I know there's like, uh, unless I know there's like a meeting with a bunch of outside departments or like high ups where I'm like, if something happened, like it could not happen around these people. Mm -hmm. Um, But on a, just a normal day, I'll bring her every day if I can. Or sometimes, you know, honestly, I just don't feel like juggling a dog, which right. sometimes I, I feel bad saying that, but it's like, yeah, sometimes I just oh, want to go into work. Oh, don't feel bad. Like, you need your time too. Yeah. yeah so, don't feel bad about that. Yeah. So most, I would say I 90% of the time she comes with me. Okay, cool. That is awesome. Yeah. So like even into, like, if you go to like a conference room for a meeting, like you'll just bring her with you. That's, yeah. See, that's yeah. so interesting because I actually haven't gone into an office ever (laughs) I've gone in um, I've gone in twice I think and it was like to get my computer 
Oh, wow. Yeah. So there is an office like where I'm located, but I just don't know because I don't. Hey, I mean, yeah. Like if you don't have to, we definitely played with the idea of full remote, um, Mm -hmm. but obviously that just didn't happen. And I'm kind of on the fence about it. I'm kind of indifferent either way, but yeah, she'll just come with me to the conference room. And that was another, you know, step. Yeah. That's like a big moment. Yeah, like, okay, we're leaving place, and now Mm -hmm. we're going to a different, and, like, there's not a cot here, so you have to lay by my feet, and now she'll be a little shit, and she loves my team, so Mm -hmm. she'll be laying at my feet, and then she'll be so quiet, no one realized that she's, like, inched over to, like, across (laughs) the room to my boss, and, like, she's, like, at her feet, or, like, falling asleep on my coworker's lap, and I'm, like, I guess this is like best case scenario. Right. (laughs) I'm glad she at least likes everybody. Um, But yeah, so that was another hurdle. And especially because we have like the fishbowl conference rooms where windows everywhere. So when people walk by, she was like, hey, fuck you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's been been going good. Yeah, that's, that is so cool. I think it's really interesting that you take, that you take her into an office. Um, especially like where it's like government or whatever, like local government. Yeah. Like I feel like they would be more super tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was shocked, but they were like, "Yeah, I mean, as long as she doesn't bite anybody, like that's awesome, good." Yeah, right. so I was like, "Dang, okay." <laughs> doesn't chew on computer wires, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. yeah, can't do the same for Ruger, but <laughs> oh. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So. Okay, to to kind of like wrap things up a bit, if you yeah. could say anything to your past self or somebody else that's like going through really like struggling with their dog's reactivity and like just starting off or have a puppy, anything like that, like what would you say mm-hmm. to them? Two completely separate things because as you know, like I am a no bullshit person. Mm-hmm. I no filter. Well, for the most part, I try to be appropriate. But if I was talking to my past self back at the beginning, I would be like, this is not Luna's fault. It is your fault. Like you created this problem. So you need to fix it. Um, but that is obviously not so I mean, if you if it's someone that's exactly in that same position, I'd be like, you need to realize that your dog is trying to tell you something right and you deli- you need to listen to them because this is not something they created and who knows I mean it might be like in their genetics and like you mm-hmm. said it might just kind of be a, a inevitable to a certain extent but you don't want to enforce some- it <laughs> right it's like for someone in that really ignorant headspace which like I was totally ignorant I would just say this is not on the dog this Mm -hmm. is you are creating the problem but if it was you know someone like who I was two years ago I would just say you know consistency is key and it will get better as long as you stick to that because Mm -hmm. I think any effort is amazing you know as long as you're like acknowledging like I'm doing my best I'm trying that's awesome but I would say like if you aren't consistent uh, it's gonna be way harder to get Mm -hmm. to that that goal. So that would be my biggest piece of advice is just even through all of the roller coasters, like you have to stick to it. Even when you had a terrible walk and you feel like you did everything the same and like you did all the right things, you have to get up tomorrow and do it again. 
and you right. have to deal with that feeling of like this could go to shit but that means so much to your dog like mm-hmm. it's reinforcing so many good things to your dog so just be consistent it's going to get better I promise as long as you do that yes and yeah. I don't know if you like see any of this now but like I feel like I've gotten to a really good place with Layla that sometimes I slack on like boundaries sometimes and like I will notice (laughs) that she gets like some of her bad pushy behaviors come back almost instantly oh yeah oh it's like you even have to be consistent like after you get to a good point with them oh 100 percent I mean uh you know you say Layla's pushy and I would say that Luna has she can be pushy in a different way where it's more like she's a very anxious dog so her pushiness is more like I need like if she was a person I just hear her saying like I need validation I need Mm. I need attention I need validation and so her pushiness comes from that like I need you to like I need to be in your space I need to be in your space so if I slack on like no you can't lick my face or no you can't get on the bed if I let her up once that like, and I feel the anxiety like buzzing mm. in her, like, I need to get in mom's face. I need to get this like validation and like lick on her face and like shove my face. And yeah, it's so even when it's like not a strict training session or when you feel like you're in a good place, like every moment, which, right, you know, every moment is a training moment. Mm-hmm. So like, it's obviously if you feel like you can kind of be lax on boundaries and like, it won't negatively impact you. Everybody wants to cuddle their dog in a bed. Oh, for sure. Everybody <laughs> wants to lay on the couch with their dog. So if you can do that, great. But I know that like, and obviously, you know, mm-hmm. it definitely makes a negative impact sometimes for dogs. So yeah, yeah definitely being cognitive. <laughs> yeah. Like I think Layla is pushy, like in the fact that like, well, I don't know, pushy to me, like she, like she is the definition of like pushy, like I'm going to get my way. Like if she, Uh, yeah, like if, if we, like, if we're constantly like giving into her and then like, I ask her, you know, like get off the couch or get off the bed. Like sometimes like she would just look at me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I'm not, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like that. And so like, (laughs) that's where her pushiness comes um and it's like you have to tell her things like multiple times because she'll just look at you and be like yeah I don't really feel like that right now (laughs) it's Mm. like oh my god (laughs) yeah I see with Luna she isn't stubborn like that but oh man Ruger is like and it's like Austin oh my gosh that is Austin's boy that is his Mm -hmm. like heart and soul so sometimes I'll walk out and be like why is he on the couch and they'll just be like hanging out all over each other and Ruger girl just give me this look like yeah mom dad let me up here <laughs> and I'm like Austin I swear if he gets a bad habit but he's been pretty good at it um but he'll definitely have moments where he just like dead stares at you like yep make me no that's make exactly me. how I went <laughs> <Yes. laughs> but no I mean uh it it's definitely complete again two different dynamics right their dogs are so different and it's really interesting to see. Oh yeah. That is really interesting. Okay. So last but not least, what does having a dog mom mentality mean to you? Oh man. I definitely thought about this. I was like, gosh, there could be a million things that this could mean, but I would say like 
the most overarching thing that I have taken away from successfully having a dog. I think that you can be a dog mom, but, and I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it. Obviously everyone is doing their best. Everyone has different dogs, have different needs, but I think the most overarching lesson that you should take away from having that mentality is like taking the joy and like lessons out of this experience rather than being like, this is a pet that is respond. Like I signed up for extra responsibilities. Like, yes, of course you did. Like there are needs you have to meet, you have to do the responsibilities, but like, it is such a fun, can be stressful, mm-hmm. but like fun journey to go on and being able to look at it like that rather than like I have a pet that I need to do x y and z for but like I am learning so much about myself this is like a journey I would never have experienced without these two like these two specific creatures because everybody's journey is different so being able to just truly enjoy that experience good and bad and and really embrace the good and bad and take your lessons from it. Like you never know everything. You are never going to know everything. They're, they're always going to figure out a way to humble you. So take your lessons and just be like, wow, this is such a like great journey that I am on learning about myself and about my dog. So yeah, that's, that's probably what I would say. That's a great, great one. That's a good one. (laughs) I was like, how do I I think everything? Yeah. I feel like I say that after everyone. I'm like, that that's a great way to put it. That's amazing. Because I feel like everyone, yeah, everyone's is just like so unique and like personable to them that it's like genuine and like really makes me smile. So yeah, yeah. Okay, that wraps up everything. Thank you so much for being on. You were a fabulous yeah. guest. Could oh, you please thank you. tell everyone where to find you? Yes. Uh, so we are on Instagram. It's um, loons.an.rugs because we call them loons and rugs. And yeah, that's really our only platform. But uh, yeah, we'd love to have you on our crazy, very transparent journey over there. <laughs> and good pictures. You take good pictures oh, in the thank in Colorado. You. <laughs> I appreciate that. But thank you for having me. I've loved, loved being able to relate on pretty much everything. (laughs) (laughs) It's been like a little freaky how many parallels there are, but it's been, it's nice to know, like, we are like, so not alone in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I there was like, some things that I genuinely like did not realize that we we're so like the same on. (laughs) (laughs) It was our paths were meant to be meant to cross. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Okay, well, thanks so much. I hope you have a great night. Yeah, you too. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Dog Mom Mentality Podcast. My name is Caroline. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Dog Mom Mentality. And if you haven't already, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And if nothing else, I hope you get to play with your dog today.